I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, this is Marlo, your host of 22 Minutes to Having It All. Now, these are really phenomenal conversations. The guests that we are hosting, I hope that you are finding true enlightenment with them. Please, if you do, go and give a review to the episode that you listen to. Subscribe so you can get it in your in-basket every Tuesday. We've been podcasting for over five years, the quality of guests we have, and it's only 22 minutes, so it's very powerful. So it's a booster shot of information for you, the entrepreneur, business owner who is looking to have an impact in their business. Now, this week, Jared Hanning and I have a really great discussion around thinking patterns of success. He says that thinking at a higher level about getting things done is really where it's at because he has taught also small business owners how to break that seven figures just by thinking at a higher level. Bottom line, Jared says, it's less you do, the more you can make. And I'm a huge advocate for white space. You know that as being one of our listeners. And so this conversation is going to be really, really rich. He talks about emotional bank deposits. And by taking the mind scan, which is this mapped out thinking pattern that is very specific to each and every individual, it is a Nobel nominated assessment Dr. Robert Hartman created it back in the 1950s. And then once you take that mindset scan, you know, Jared invites people to run into the mindset gym, do some mindset push-ups. You'll get a better understanding of what I'm describing in this episode. But, you know, we talk about how we take actions, get results, but oftentimes we're missing that feeling component in the middle. So, Jared uses a really cool analogy about riding a bike, some of the fundamentals, and then how it empowers mindset. So enjoy the episode and give us a review, and I'll talk to you again next week. So Jared, tell us what your insight is around, you know, thinking patterns of success. What does that even mean? There's ways that our brain solves problems. There are certain kind of go-to strategies or go-to values that our brain employs. A strategy, for example, if it makes sense that the more action you take, the more results you get, the value would be in place is that getting results is the most important thing. So the strategy makes sense. Well, if results is the most important thing, then we need to take more action to do that. And that sets us up for a thinking pattern, a way of thinking to solve problems. And the way of thinking is, we'll just take more action. That's how you do it. So we call this, you cannot solve a bad strategy with stubbornness. (laughs) Um, That's fair. (laughs) At the heart of it though, is this concept, working smarter is a lie. Uh, And the reason is your brain can only think of what already makes sense. And the problem with that is the things that make sense are kind of the reason you're stuck in that situation to start with. 
So trying to get out of that situation, whether you don't have enough time or don't have enough money, but if you're trying to get out of that by thinking smarter and working smarter, that just has you coming up with more of the same kinds of ideas and strategies that already make sense. So it's kind of um, spinning your wheels. It feels like a lot of activity, but you're not really moving the ball forward. Okay. So how does this work? I mean, because you specifically look at clients who are not hitting a higher mark financially, right? So there's a block or a cap that they've put themselves at. How do you help them break through that? Like, what are the fundamentals that, you know, A, make that the reality? And then B, how do you get them through it? Um, I want to start with the obstacle. Uh, Anytime you hit the same obstacle, don't have enough time, don't have enough money, don't have the right support, don't have the right kind of relationship. If you've been running up against that obstacle for more than a year, then we know that effort isn't going to get you there, or it would have by now. And we know that intelligence isn't going to get you there, like working smarter, or that would have made a difference by now. The breakthrough will at first seem like a really bad idea, or you'd already be doing it. And the problem here is that information doesn't make a difference. So in your specific example, if somebody is hitting an income ceiling, how do we get them out of that? How do we help them to grow beyond that? What we don't do is give them information. What we don't do is give them coaching or advice because information doesn't make a difference. Let me explain what I mean by information doesn't actually make a difference. And while I'm explaining this, anecdotally, you might be thinking of the seminars you've gone to and you're not more successful or the books you've read and you're not more successful. You might be thinking, oh, well, maybe he's onto something, but it still makes a lot of sense that information, I mean, G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. I learned that growing up as a kid. Well, here's what's going on. When you are five years old and you're learning to ride a bicycle and they take off the training wheels and you're really wobbly and you don't have it, you don't want to crash. You're doing everything you know to do, and you're doing everything that makes sense. And in that situation, your crazy Aunt Jenny comes by with some advice, really well-meaning, really logical and rational advice. Crazy Aunt Jenny comes by and she goes, what you need to do is go faster because when you go faster, it's easier to balance. And you think to yourself, that is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. If I can't balance going slow. How is going fast? That's just going to make it worse. So notice that information didn't make a difference. However, one day you did go faster. Maybe you got distracted. Maybe you built up some fundamental skills better. Maybe your dad pushed you. Maybe you went down a hill. I don't know, but you went faster. And in that moment, you felt a new sensation in your body. And the instant your body felt balanced, your brain made a new connection. Your brain went, oh my gosh, now I understand. This is what Crazy Aunt Jenny was talking about. Okay, before your body felt the difference, no amount of information makes a difference. And this is why it would be a waste of our time to take this poor individual who keeps hitting the same ceiling with their income, it would be a waste of our time to give them information and coaching and advice. However, after your body felt balanced on the bicycle, no more information was needed. So what we do is give them that bicycle, that little bitty bicycle experience to ride. Because when their mind and their heart 
has that new experience, it causes it to rewire itself. And now the information isn't needed because they are thinking at a much higher level. So in the Mindset Gym, uh, we just take you through a series of mindset push-ups, which are like little bicycles to ride. They give your heart and mind a new experience so you can think at a higher level. Okay, so it's a feeling. It's not thinking then. I mean, so there's no strategy. There's no action. There's So the principles just think is just the feeling, not the thinking. A balance on a bicycle is a sensation. It's a feeling. And because you had that feeling, it's a lot easier for your brain to understand it and go to work on it. When, say, stage fright, right? Stage fright. And the, the normal advice was stage fright. Do your best, which, by the way, is the worst advice in the history of advice, especially telling kids, oh, don't worry about it. Just do your best. Are you kidding me? Nothing sets a kid up for failure more than just do your best. And here's why. Doing your best is not a target that exists. There is no point in time that you can stop and say that was absolutely everything I had because the closer you get to it, the more you realize you could do. It's an ever-expanding distance. You can't ever reach it. So sending somebody out there to chase this goal of doing their best ensures that they will never hit it and only fail. Anyway, back to stage fright. Eat a banana. Um, imagine the audience in their underwear. Um, sleep with your speech written under your pillow. What, whatever, right? So you go out on stage and your body is locked in this sensation of panic and anxiety and stress and your brain spinning out of control no amount of information makes a difference. We've got to get your body the felt experience of how it feels to operate at a higher level, to make a deeper connection with your audience, to have higher values and goals in place than stupid stuff like looking good on stage. Once your body has felt that sensation, then it starts to understand what people had been trying to say. Okay, so you take them into the mindset gym. Yes. And somebody comes in and says, I've got stage fright. What's the thing that Jared does for them? Well, we've got a series of mindset push-ups, exercises, if you will, that in the process of going through those exercises and having your brain juggle dis disparate things that don't seem they go together, um, like what is the color of the number four? Or if you have yellow energy in your throat, what happens when you move that yellow energy in your throat down to your chest? And people find out that when they're moving these things around in kind of a 3D space in their head, it's triggering new neural pathways. They're having new thoughts. They're realizing new things. They're making new connections. And by moving those parts around in their heart, in their mind, and their body, that's what starts to build those new connections. And um, there's just a series of those that, that we go through to rewire that stuff. So Jared, what's your experience? Like, I mean, what brought you to this space? Was there a catalyst moment for you personally that you just simply weren't connecting the dots and that you knew there was something more? Uh, okay, so a couple things. I hear two questions there. What did I do before I did this? And then what have I personally gotten out of this? What I did before I did this is for 20 years, I was full-time classical music, got my undergraduate, got my master's in that. I was principal viola with the South Carolina Philharmonic. And during that time, I would travel and speak at kind of business conferences, teaching people how to access different parts of their brain on demand. Uh, because again, the pathway to shifting your emotions 
the fastest way to do that is by going through your body with actions, physical movements in your body, than as opposed to trying to think yourself happy. So I was going and training people how to access those different thinking patterns on demand. Um, and then 10 years ago, I left that space and came into just kind of full-time mindset trainer at the gym, coaching people through their mindset pushups so that they can have that little bicycle experience, if you will. Now, what did I get personally out of it when I went into that space? Before I came into this current space um, where we use the, the mind scan and got the Nobel nominated process, one of the things that I kept um, running up against is that I would have clients and that would say, oh, gosh, you're the greatest. Oh, you're absolutely wonderful. You really changed my life. And you know so much. And you're the best speaker we've ever had or, you know, whatever. But they wouldn't actually refer me to other clients. And it was frustrating. Why would they go out of their way to say that I'm doing a great job and they love me, but they wouldn't bother to mention my name when somebody else asks, who do you know? Well, I... um of course, at that time, I'm trying to solve the problem by doing everything that I know to do. So I'm working hard and I'm doing stuff that makes sense and it's not making a hill of beans difference. So uh, in taking the mind scan and getting a look at how my brain was solving problems at that time about what made sense to my brain at the time, one of the things I realized or I saw is that my brain placed a high uh, value on getting things done and a very low value on how people feel. And the thing is, people don't remember what you did for them. They remember how you made them feel in the process. Realizing this as an opportunity to leverage a different strength, solve problems with a different intelligence in place, um, I began to solve problems based on how I wanted the other person to feel. So this involves emotional bank deposits, high-value relationships. After that, people started to refer me to other clients. People started to even close me into higher-paying deals for me. I just had to like, show up and speak all because my brain had hit a roadblock with the value it was using. And I began to use a different value to solve those problems. Talk about value. You know, I mean, you bring it up a few times. How does that play into what it is that you present? Value. So some people have a high value on systems and efficiency. Um, some people have a high value on how people feel. And you can imagine like if somebody values systems and efficiency, um, this is kind of the like anal retentive uh, tax lawyer or CPA. They're really good with spreadsheets and numbers, but they're terrible at management and leadership and working with people. They have a high value on one thing that breaks down when it enters other realms. Uh, conversely, people have a super high value on how people feel. They value the human as a being. They're great for building relationships and building rapport and closing sales deals. And their life is a chaotic mess because they have zero order, zero structure. They will go to Starbucks and forget where their receipt is before they even hit the door. Um, there's just no organization. So consequently, they aren't able to maximize their potential because they're constantly spinning their wheels in this chaotic environment. Um, by over Some people have a super high value on getting things done. And while they pride themselves on getting things done, there's always more on their to-do list than they have time to get done. <laughs> and when we overvalue something, it creates a blind spot that begins to trip us up creates a blind spot. How many, I mean, that right there is a big piece of pie too. Talk about blind spots. Blind spots are things that make sense to us. And because it makes sense, it is impossible for us to see what it's hiding. 
Now, in your car, um, if you accidentally bump into something, you don't keep bumping into it. You immediately stop. You physically get out of your car because that changes your vantage point and allows you to see things from a different angle that you couldn't possibly see any other way. Uh, that's the work we do with the mind scan by mapping out your thinking patterns. It gets you out of the weeds in your business and allows you to see the whole corn maze. So instantly you have clarity on the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference. But a blind spot in our thinking, because it's a way of thinking that makes so much sense. For example, the more action I take, the more results I get. That makes a lot of sense. How are you supposed to argue with that? But it's a blind spot. Because since it makes so much sense, since it is unquestionably true, it becomes the go-to mechanism that we use to solve every problem. And if all you have is a hammer, everything in life looks like a nail. And so the brain just goes to work looking for things to do. And by the way, if you're doing something, that doesn't address the reason it had to be done to start with. So tomorrow, you're still going to be the one doing it. This way of solving problems just has you busier and busier and busier and busier and busier. And it okay, also- so you referenced the mind scan, right? Mm-hmm. So what is the mind scan? Tell us more about that. For I mean, so people, they're listening to you, they're fascinated, but they still want to connect the dots. What's the mind scan? Mind scan is a Nobel nominated assessment, if you will. Many people, they think of like DISC, Myers-Briggs, and Neogram. And those have a lot of shortcomings, a lot of pitfalls. One, they're question-based. And because you're responding to questions, your subconscious is gaming the system. There's no way out of that. And what this means is you get your results, but that wasn't your true results. Kind of like if you go see your doctor and he comes into your room holding another patient's test results, that wouldn't be very helpful. The other thing about those types of assessments is while they tend to provide interesting information. They don't provide helpful information. So you you might get something, hey, um, you are this this, uh, tree, you're a tree. And so now you label yourself a tree. And now that comes with all the limitations that labeling yourself comes with. 25% of the population is also trees like you. And you're like, oh, that's great. Great. Now now I understand why I experienced this. Oh, but you feel like validated and you're excited to go hang out with trees. Doesn't make a hill of beans difference. If you can imagine going to the doctor and he goes, you have this condition and 25% of the population also has it. I don't care what side of that line am I on. That's what I want to know. So the mind scan is not a population comparison. Um, It's not a questionnaire. Uh, It is only a scientific assessment of you, the individual, how your unique brain goes to work solving problems. And by having that mapped out, we're able to see where the blind spots are that have been tripping you up, why you maybe don't have the revenue that you need or the free time you need or the support in relationships that you need. And we were able to get you out of the weeds so that you can see the fastest path out of that. Cause now you can see the whole picture you're thinking at a higher level. So Jared, did you create this I or how do you, create the how do you, okay. <laughs> okay. I did not. The so comes from yeah, the talk about it. work of Robert Hartman in the 1950s. And that was the Nobel nominated work as he realized that the way your brain values things, the values that are in play explain why you keep having the same frustrations or successes in life. Um, And the mind scan is just the digitized version of his work. Excellent. All right. So who needs it the most? The mind scan is for people that have a premium on personal development. 
people who recognize that the next breakthrough in their life is not going to come from a marketing seminar or a success book. It's going to come from them leveling up as people, from them learning to think at a higher level. It is for those individuals that recognize that their next evolution and transformation in life is going to come from learning to think at a higher level. Many times, these people are entrepreneurs because obviously there's an immediate financial um, payoff for learning to think at a higher level. Uh, Many times they are. However, not always. There are plenty of stay-at-home moms and traditionally employed people that it just so happens that they too have a high premium on maximizing their potential. So somebody accesses it. They find out what their their map mapped out thinking looks like. Then what? For some people, they take a look at their thinking patterns. Uh, they go through, get out of the corn maze. They're out of the weeds. Uh, some people, they're like, cool. Thanks for the information. All right, great. Go get them. You have the roadmap for whatever that you're looking to achieve. You've got the roadmap right now on how to start tapping into different ways of thinking to solve that problem more efficiently. Other people, though, have been banging their head against the wall for the past three years. Every year, they say to themselves, next year is going to be different. I just need to try harder. And they're tired of that. They take the mind scan. They're usually in tears because what it reveals is so personally meaningful and relevant. And then they come to the mindset gym where they start doing the workouts with the mindset push-ups. It takes about three months to master the core set of exercises. But after that, you're out of the weeds. You're onto the beaten path where you can run fast again. I would be happy to talk about stories of specific examples of how it has affected people's lives and their transformations. Yeah, we're coming to the close. And so I want to wrap this up full body, Jared. I mean, I think this is really powerful. Our audience is all entrepreneurs. I mean, these are people who are trying to make a difference and move the needle. Um, So a lot of what you speak about here is very fascinating. So based on that tone, what's the most important thing? What's the message you would like to leave them with, Jared, when it comes to, you know, taking an action towards this? So they find it fascinating. It's it's cool. But how would you recommend that they move forward to, to either you know, take an action towards it so they can get themselves out of stuck. Don't believe me. Don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself and see if you think it makes a difference in your specific situation. Go to mindsetperformance.co. You can try the mind scan for yourself and see if you think it moves the needle. Excellent. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that's, that's the catalyst. I mean, they just, you know, if somebody's curious, right? They, if nothing happens, you got to take the action and improve, right? You can't just sit with the knowledge that's going to get you absolutely nowhere. So wonderful bit of advice. Okay. What's your favorite form? If somebody's very excited, Jared, they want to know who Jared Hanning is. They want you in their circle of influence. Where can they find you? I'm active on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hanning, or just search for my name, Jared Hanning. It'll come up there. Um, I do have LinkedIn, but I almost never check it. And I almost never check my Instagram either. (laughs) So Facebook's the best way to message or communicate with me outside of, you can go to the website and send me an an email, I suppose, mindsetperformance.co. Excellent. Jared, this is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. This is so empowering. Our our audience has just gained a lot of traction. And uh, so we're going to encourage them. Everything that you mentioned is in our show notes. And so thank you for being an avid listener. And Jared, thank you for your time today. Did you enjoy this conversation as much as I did? If you're looking for more conversations like these, be sure to subscribe and please leave a review of the podcast. 
Subscribing and leaving a review helps it show up on your phone every time a new episode is released and leaving a review helps other people like you find us so they can get the help they need so they can live their best life. Also, subscribe to our weekly email on our website at marlohiggins.com. This is the place that we share insider tips with our audience and drop polarizing insights with you. Remember, the road to success is better with friends. So be sure to share this episode to help all of you reach your goals together. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, success is universally desired, personally defined, and always within reach.